What's the room again? Uh, 1240, down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? I'm tired. Give me yours. You have mine. All right. Please, if you could just... Dad, why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. A North Texas man is the first defendant charged in connection to last year's deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol to go on trial. I'm Chris Blake, and this is KRLD In-Depth. Guy Reffitt's trial started on Monday. The 49-year-old from Wiley is charged with bringing a gun onto Capitol grounds and interfering with police officers protecting it. Reffitt's trial picked up again Friday in Washington and will continue into next week. KRLD's LP Phillips reported on the trial from Dallas Thursday and then joined me to break down the first week and explain why it matters in the larger context of others charged in connection to the insurrection. Capitol riot defender Guy Refiter Wiley breaks down into sobs in the courtroom today as his son takes the witness stand at the trial. L.P. Phillips live with some new details, L.P. And David, it was Jackson Refit who turned his father in for taking part in the January 6th insurrection. As he sat down in the witness chair, Guy Refit began sobbing at one point, turning to his wife in the crowd. A pool reporter in the courtroom said she also appeared in tears and motioned for her husband to calm down. Jackson Refit said he did not know his father was in Washington January 6th until his mother told him later in the day. He found the TV images terrifying and was texting to his father during the riot telling him to trust the voters. CBS News reporter Scott McFarlane is one of the pool reporters. One of the most distinctive moments is when Jackson Reffitt told prosecutors under questioning that he went to his bedroom one night so concerned, so paranoid that he googled FBI tip line and submitted a tip about his dad and said he felt gross doing that to his own father but felt it was necessary. So far, they have not gotten to the point where family members said Guy Reffert threatened them if they cooperated with the FBI. Reporting live, L.P. Phillips News, Radio 1080, KRLD. L.P., you've been following this Guy Reffert trial. What do we need to know about it? What are the most important things going on this week in the courtroom? Well, it's the first case that's gone to trial nationally. There have been hundreds charged with taking part in the U.S. Capitol riots. And Reffitt happens to be from Wiley, which is in Collin County. It's very close to the Metroplex. It's, it's matter of fact, you know, right outside Saxe, right outside of Rowlett, Garland, that area. Sir. So Reffitt was in Washington on January 6th, no doubt about that. Uh, he was definitely recording it. He had a he had a camera on top of his tactical gear helmet, so there's no question he was there. No question he took part in something. The question is, was it all just bluster when he said "charge up the stairs," or did he really mean it? Now, from what I've read, prosecutors are trying to prove that he was not only there but one of the leaders. How are they trying to make that case? Using his own camera, uh, they've got him on the camera telling people that we are the new patriots this is the new 1776 we are the we're the ones that are going to reset the government here they said they wanted to actually take people out of the capitol he had zip ties to take congressmen out to try to stop the vote uh, what's more there were capitol police officers he fought with 
Uh, one testified that she was at the top of the stairs and uh, he had a gun, she had a gun, but she didn't want to pull her gun because it could have ended very badly. She was hitting him with pepper balls. She had a pepper ball uh, gun. And she said it was just bouncing off because he came fully equipped with tactical gear. That's part of the government's case, that he wasn't there merely just to take part in a protest, but he was there dressed to fight because that's what the three percenters had in mind. Now, can you tell us anything about that group? What are the three percenters? I don't know a whole lot about them other than they are one of those militia-type groups. Uh, They're very right-wing. What they believe in is there's too much government intrusion. They're very conservative in their beliefs. Some of them think that, uh, you know, they're... There is just wrong going on now with the Biden administration. But going back to this date, this was before the administration took effect. It was basically following what they thought was President Trump's directive to go to Washington. And once they got there, he was the one who told them to uh, go fight like hell at the Capitol. Now, Guy Reffitt's case is interesting for another aspect, and that's in the way he was turned in, right? The way he was turned in was his son, who said he actually felt creepy about Googling how to get in touch with the FBI and report somebody. Jackson Reffitt was a teenager when his dad was in um, in Washington, D.C., and he, he testified he didn't even know that his dad was out of town, didn't know where he was. His mom told him he was at the Capitol protest, so he turned on the TV to watch the protest, watch President Trump, and then all of that happened. He said he was terrified. When he took the witness stand, incidentally, uh, his dad broke out in sobs at the witness table. So did his mom, who was in the audience. And the dad looked back to the mom. She sort of told him to, you know, calm down. But it was Jackson Reffitt who turned in his dad and later said that his father came home and threatened everybody if they cooperated with the FBI. So where are we in this trial? They're calling. Today is Thursday. We're recording this on a Thursday. Witnesses are on the stand today. What comes next? We think that the uh, this testimony by Jackson Reffitt conceivably could go into next week. Uh, they may recall him. They may take a break. Uh, his sister is also on the list of witnesses. We're not sure what he'll uh, what she'll add. What they are also concentrating on with Jackson, what may go into next week, are the text messages which were uh, sent back and forth between father and son. And it was kind of a juxtaposition of what you usually see. His dad was the one saying, we're patriots, we're going to do a reset here and have a whole new government. And his son is the one telling him in the text messages, trust the voters, trust the system, trust everything. His dad just wasn't having it. And that's what I I think is uh, the jurors are connecting on kind of a a level here of a father and son. And the son's looking at his dad going off the rails. And according to the pool reporters there, they're kind of shaking their heads as they as they listen to this. And not in a way of he shouldn't have done that, but in a way of he had to go through this. That's an emotional situation for the jurors to have to watch unfold. It happens from time to time in trials where prosecutors will put a family member on and it's never comfortable you you have the love of a child, the love of a parent. Uh, you also have what may be just fighting right and wrong and, and this conflict in a person's head. Do I go so far as to turn my dad in? Again, Guy Reffitt is one of the what considered one of the more dangerous people out of the Capitol rioters because he actually took a loaded gun to the U.S. Capitol. He had another rifle that was, I don't know if it was loaded, they said it had ammunition, that was in Washington, D.C. You can't have weapons in Washington, D.C. It's against the law there. 
And I think you heard with some of the Oath Keepers, they knew that. They took uh, weapons to the area outside of Washington, but knew better than to bring them in. Guy Reffitt did not. He brought his, his pistol to the U.S. Capitol. So one of the things a lot of legal experts seem to be saying with this trial specifically is that it could play some sort of factor in how other people charged in connection to the riot are handled moving forward. So how does it factor in that way? It's a bellwether. I mean, it, it, you have to take a look at this uh, and see how juries are accepting this. Are they believing the testimony of the witnesses, how much slack are they willing to give those who are charged? And a lot of them just want to get a feel for what's going on here. And then on top of that, what is the judge going to do if you don't take a plea agreement? Again, remember, there have been over 700 charged. Many of them have pleaded guilty. We've had two in the area who have pleaded guilty so far, and one of them served 60 days in jail. She's done with it. But then um, others are charged with more serious offenses, not just the ones who got in the Capitol and walked around, but they're charged with fighting with the police officers. You know, you have the Oath Keepers charged with planning. They're all looking at this and wondering, how are the juries reacting? What is the judge going to do? Because the judge does the sentencing in these, not a jury. Uh, What is the judge going to give if you don't take a plea agreement? And uh, they're going to see how far things push before they decide tactically what's in their best interest. That's certainly worth keeping an eye on. And LP, thanks for doing this. It sounds like we may uh, be talking to you next week about the outcome of this trial. It's always an interesting thing. The courts are fascinating, and I urge everyone, stay tuned. Stick with KRLD on air and online next week as the Refit trial continues. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to KRLD In-Depth wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Blake. I'll talk to you soon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.